0: Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about everything that's going on in the world The sports. Starting with the Washington quote unquote team, the NFL team. The Washington Redskins are no longer the Redskins. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about the NBA and the bubble and the snitching and all the talking that's going on there. Um, So we're going to get a little bit into that. We're also going to talk about a little bit of baseball and we're going to also talk about college football with like the Pac-12 and the Big Ten um, changing their format to conference only, um, conference only games. Um, We're going to get dive into that as well. My co-host Ace and my co-host Earl join me on Guys Talking Sports and that begins, begins right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love and support out there, really do. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about, so we're gonna get right into it. I got my co-host with me, Ace and uh, I. mean, Ace and Earl. Sorry, I was about to say my say, my name again. Ace and Earl. What's going on, fellas? Man, how you guys doing? Enjoying this 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 extra week of 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 being home and with this whole pandemic going around? I just want to. Are you guys cool? Is everything all right?
1: Uh. (laughs) I'm in the office five out of seven days a week. So, um, yeah, ain't nothing (laughs) (laughs) changing.
0: Yeah, definitely isn't nothing changing at this moment. Um, Mm -hmm. But we got some sports to talk about definitely um, since last week we talked about it. So, let's get right into it. Um, Washington Redskins officially announced that they are getting rid of the Redskins' name. (laughs) In uh, the logo, and they're in talks about um, renaming of the Washington team. So, fellas, um, let's get your thoughts about this. I mean, we, I mean, remember the owner was saying before that he would never, never change the the Redskins, uh, the name of the Redskins um, on the Washington football team. But evidently, it just happened. So, let me get your thoughts on it, and let me get your take, um, because with everything that's going on. Is there a trend of things next to come? But first, let me get your thoughts about um, Washington getting rid of the Redskins name.
2: I would defer to our resident that lives closest to the D.C. area <laughs> on this one.
1: Um. Well, I mean, bottom line is we know why Snyder went ahead and changed the name. If you got $600 million worth of sponsorships and all these other people talking about they're gonna pull out from underneath you, you know? Well, let's just,
2: well, let's just clarify. The name yeah. didn't actually change yet. Yeah. He's saying right. that they right. will change the name.
1: Well, with the will changing, he realized I'm about to lose more than half a billion dollars. Yeah, he he, t- he turned around and, you know, started the process to get this name changed quick, fast, in a hurry. I mean, bottom line is, it's, it's you know, money talks bullshit walks. And obviously, in the past, nobody was really pressed to go ahead and do any real changes. Nobody, whatever, you know, it's just just a big facade, as just far as everything with the climate as it was back then. But now, fast forward it to now, the climate's where it is, and everybody's trying to, uh, you know, do right <laughs> by this whole Black Lives Matter, you know type of movement and they want to make sure that all the the black and the brown people feel appreciated. So I guess they're throwing the American Indian under that brown category and want to go ahead and make things right with the Redskins, want to make, sure you know, make things right with the Cleveland Indians, want to make sure that things are right with the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, the Atlanta Braves just straight up said no, <laughs> <They're not laughs> their name. but they, they already have a uh, Uh, an agreement or they have some sort of something with the the Indian Nation down in the Atlanta area where they feel as though they don't need to change their name, but I can see them succumbing to uh, some pressure if it should happen to to, uh, pick up steam in a matter of weeks. But, uh, you know, the bottom line, this is all about money. And if it had nothing to do with money, Dan Snyder would be sitting over there and you know, this is Adam and he was four or five years ago, Saying so what's going to change the name. So uh, I am curious to know what the name is going to be changed to, because obviously they want to try to keep the same color scheme and try not to change too much, where the trademarks and everything becomes a lot, diff- a lot more difficult to deal with, with name changes, colors and logos and things of that nature. But uh, it's a great step in the right direction. Uh, I I just wish it was a more genuine type of move other than a financial move or a financial sense to, I'm not trying to lose money out my pocket, so let me go ahead and make this move before I start losing money type of situation. I just wish Dan Snyder would have been like, you know what, this name sucks. I dealt with it because it was a legacy. I dealt with it because it it brought uh, great pride and joy to the the Washington, D.C. area. As far as uh, a professional football team, but the name is offensive, and we need to go ahead and change it. Uh, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But uh, I guess I applaud management, and therefore, to go ahead and finally make the move and see where we go from there.
2: Yeah, I'm right with you, um, which is. Money talks, um, and so Dan Snyder gets no pass. He gets no kudos. He gets no nothing from me, and you should get nothing from anybody. You did this purely, like you said, Ace, because your money was being pulled. Your merch is being pulled off of Amazon. Was being pulled out of Nike. FedEx was taking was going to take money out your pocket. Um, two of your minor investors were going to sell the company, which equated to about forty percent. And God knows who they were going to sell that to, because whoever they want to sell it to, you probably didn't want that person having forty percent of your, you know, <laughs> in your, in your stadium, in your football team. But the name change should have happened a long time ago. It should not have been the name to begin with. I mean, we can always we can go back into the history how it was the football team in Boston, but they didn't want to do the Boston Red Sox, so they changed it up to the you know, you know, Boston Redskins, and they moved to Washington D.C. Even when they were in the old stadium, um, Robert F. Kennedy told him if that they didn't integrate the team with a with a player players of color, then they would get their um, license rescinded and they couldn't use stadium at that time. The past owner did it, then up buys the team staunchly. I would not change the name and would not have changed the name. Even if the Black Lives Matter still was going on, he wasn't going to change the name. But until you start going in your pocket. <laughs> that's what happens even if you had a collection of redskins fans that were crying about it he still wouldn't have done it because they don't put in that much money in your pocket and i think once you get right down to it um and this should be something to the owner i mean to the players when they're going to negotiate their uh, they already agreed to a new CBA. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a, a lesson mm-hmm. learned with well, two lessons learned A, if you want real change at the NFL top, it's got to come from the owner group and you got to have more diversity in your ownership. B, if you want, the players want to get more guaranteed money in contracts, you got to be willing to sit out for at least a good year to two and cost everybody money. And that's only when you get those owners coming to the table and then they'll be willing to actually negotiate a better platform. Now, of course, COVID-19 coming around, no one's willing to do that because, hey, you know what the salary cap is going to look like next year because nobody knows how revenue is going to look this year or whether or not they're going to be able to finish the season when they started. But, and with Jace, it's money. All about money. It happens to every team. You start digging in the pockets, names gonna change. Atlanta Braves, some of your big investors start telling you you need to change. And we're gonna start pulling money in merch, they will change like everybody else. But I give none of them any um, points or credit because they could have did this a long time ago without being pressured like this. And the Black Lives Matter movement, take down monuments, you can take down statues, but to those owners of those teams. Until you got people in positions that can go into their pocket, none of that stuff is going to change. Everything is going to be superficial. Oh, we're going we're gonna to give June 19th day. I'm right with you, June 19th day, but please don't try to pull the wool over my eyes with that. That's just something that pacifies the masses because you was looking at the bottom line and it goes to the NFL all the other corporations out there. You basically <laughs> and I can I get off my soapbox with that
0: one. <laughs> nah, nah, because right, you you are spot on with the soapbox because that was the one of the concerns that I was talking about as well. Um, it's amazing the fact, and I may agree with, with both you and and, and you too, um, Ace. Mm-hmm. Like this was all about money, um, and it, it's amazing the fact that it's a, it's amazing the fact that you can get a owner who continuously to tell you that I'm not changing the name. It's amazing what you can do when you start pulling in his pockets. So I, I I will say this, this owner don't get no kudos for me at this stage, because it's something that should have been done a long time ago. I agree with you guys completely. Um, Smooth, I definitely agree with you in the fact that, you know, players should have taken on this, I mean, should have, like, to be honest, this shouldn't just go to NFL players. All players. It's amazing what you can do when you take that extra effort and saying, you know what? Maybe we should hold out. Um until these certain demands are met. So I I will say this. I will say it's good that it's done, but it should have happened a long time ago. And I'm gonna be honest with you, and like Ace said, like some teams right now, they have agreements with um some of the Indian cultures, like he was saying. I know if, I remember for the state having one as well. Um, so that's why they kept the Seminoles um, as a team name as well. But the whole thing is, is this, it shouldn't even get, it shouldn't even taking this long to get to a point where it should be now. And the fact is, is that there's still some things that need, still need to be done. And hopefully this is a start, but. I'm, I'm in agreement with both of you guys. The owner, I, I don't give him kudos for it. It's just that when all the other corporate sponsors, was like we're done. We have are pulling because of what it is. When they start thinking, when they start seeing that money go, then that's when they start taking concern. All it does is says that you don't care more about Black Lives Matter or or any movement whatsoever. You care about losing your money. Yep. And that's what the bottom line is. And to be honest, owners are all owners are like that when. You start when there's something goes down, and when sponsorships pull money, there's, there's sponsorship from them. That's when it becomes a concern because it's all about the money dollar for every owner. And it shouldn't be, it shouldn't have to be like that, but that's how it is now. So if you already know what the weakness is for owners to play hardball and to get into the negotiation tables, then you should use that as some type of lateral move to for your next um, um, contract or your next, you know, for something. If there's something that you really want, obviously you can protest and everything, but also think from a mindset, how can I really get the attention of the owners? If I reach out to corporate sponsors and talk with them, maybe they can help in in agreement with it, or instead of, you know, you could protest, but also talk to FedEx, talk to all these corporate sponsors, talk to them and say, hey, look, you know, as a corporate sponsor, I may not I don't agree with the certain things that are going on. I'm 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 pretty sure if you put corporate sponsors in play, that's when the owners will come to the table.
2: Bottom line. Yeah, and 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 and, and let's be uh and, and let's be clear. I mean, eventually a name will be picked and changed. Um, but we, you know, we can't lose sight of the goal. I mean, the name changes is is, is to my opinion is ancillary. It's just Change the name of the team. The culture of how the NFL ownership is ran also needs to change. And if Jay Z, if you had any dealings behind the back door where you're going to get yourself in the team, please do, because whatever deal that you had in place to do entertainment or whatever it is that you're going to do, I, when you talked about you know time for protest is over and now it's time for plan of action, we haven't heard of, um, any kind of action yet. Um, if this was your way in maneuvering to get into the team. I hope you get a team soon, so you can actually start conducting some change. If not, it still looks like you just took the money and ran. Um, but you know, let's not let's not lose sight of the focus of what the uh, movement is really about. And changing these names, taking down these, you know, statues are all good. But there's real change that you know we still still need to make. And let's not get sidetracked and think those things satisfy the movement because it really doesn't.
0: to be honest, that would be a perfect time. If any time would have been a perfect time, now would be a perfect time where you got owners are are at least at a point knowing what's going on, understanding what's going on. Now, Jay-Z, if he had time to speak with Roger Goodell, this would be a perfect time to to see what he can do.
2: Yeah, let me get that 40% that you guys don't want. Let me get the 40% of um, the Redskins and then, and then you can really see some real change. Because then you got almost half the, half the team right there. And that's somebody that Daniel Snyder can't really just dismiss. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And like every opportunity is there. And it's funny because you don't hear that now. Like you don't hear nobody saying anything as far as the NFL is concerned about what we can do to increase diversity in, in the NFL. From the owner standpoint, or you know, we're still in the issue where we still got the the, the, the Rooney rules still in place.
2: <laughs> like, I mean, and that, and, and that farce of an idea they had to try to change the Rooney rules or enhance it, which was a was was just a complete joke. And I'm glad they got rid of that idea.
0: Yeah, but the uh, but the thing about it is, is that like the players are not think. I mean, I get what the players are doing, but from a big. St- um pitcher standpoint like how's that how's that effectively effectively helping diversity in the ownership of the NFL the the coaches in the NFL like all these people have a say some type of say and matter in this but yet you know no one has spoke out i have yet to hear one NFL player say anything recently in regards to we need more
2: diversity in coaching Because everybody trying to get their new shiny contracts, just like uh, (laughs) Miles Garrett, Patrick Mahomes, some other folks, and uh, Derrick Henry. Everybody want to get their money first. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, I get it. But that's my point. Like, you can't – you're in a – you're on a sports – you're in the NFL where majority of the ownership and the coaches are completely right. And you're trying to, if you're talking, trying to talk about diversity, it needs to start at home. It needs to start with the ownerships. Like, start talking about that aspect of it. Like, you can talk about everything else in the world, but you don't want to talk about stuff that when it comes to home because you're so focused on what you get and what your check is. You know what I'm saying? Like, if out of anybody that should be talking about the ownership, the lack of diversity in the owners, the lack of diversity in the coaches, it should be the players. But you don't hear that as much. And I'm not, you know, I'm not complaining or anything about it, but, you know, you got to, if you want to talk about all these things in the world, you should start at home as well and start focusing on the NFL, like have some type of dialogue with say, hey, look, we need to talk to these owners because we need to focus on why is there not, why is there such a a lack of diversity in, in ownership? Why is there such a lack of diversity in coaching? Start. Someone needs to talk to Roger Goodell. It doesn't have to be. Why does it have to be Jay Z? You know what I'm saying? Like with, let's take example with the, the NBA. Like with Adam Silver, you see players going to Adam Silver and having conversations about diversity or whatever the case may be. I I, I don't know if I maybe I may be in the, I'm not in the knowing, but I haven't heard like NFL players coming together to talk with Roger Goodell about the lack of diversity with the owners or with the coaches. I, you know, I, I, and maybe I have, maybe you guys heard it. I have it.
1: Well, I'm hoping one day. I know when Carolina was up for sale and Diddy was trying to get together and buy the uh, the Carolina Panthers, I'm hoping this time around that, you know, Diddy, if he decides that if the NFL wants to get an expansion team or something, that they will, you know what, now that I say it out loud, It's almost like I I guarantee that if the NFL goes expansion, if any black group comes together and wants to purchase a team, they're going to let them in just just to save face. Sad, sad thing to think like that, but I think that's what's going to be the case. And please, if you think I'm wrong, say something.
0: To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: (laughs) Wouldn't be surprised either, because Diddy was putting the money together to try to get the Carolina Panthers, but I, he, I'm sure he probably felt like he he was uh, trying to win a battle he couldn't win, and which he pulled out, you know. But Diddy ain't broke. Diddy <laughs> can find a way to get that money. Diddy know people where he can come up with half a billion dollars or something, or a billion dollars in a group to to, to own a team. So nobody can sit there and tell me that this isn't doable. I just think that, you know, like we all say, it's the good old boys. The good old boys just don't want to sit there and allow that type of person or that type of group to come in there and buy a team.
2: That's what it all boils down to. And, you know, case in point, like you said, Diddy can come up with some partners, and depending on who the partners are, I mean, they can have the money. The owner's got to sit there and and co-sign on that and – Roger Goodell can't make that because he works for the owner. So he can't he can't force it to happen. He's not David Stern in the NBA, where he basically, well, him and Adam Silver basically leveraged, you know, the Clipper sale. But um it's gotta they gotta allow that bid to go through. They can mix it and say, okay, did it you and whomever, yeah, we'll go with this other package. Same amount of money, but the faces and the makeup of it could be far different. <laughs> I agree,
1: and it needs to happen in the NFL because in yeah. baseball, obviously, if Derek Jeter could put together a group of people, and we all know he's black, even though his mom might be white, he's one hundred percent Negro, mulatto <laughs> Negro, but he's still Negro, and he's the majority owner of the Florida Marlins. So, if it can be, if it can happen in baseball, and baseball got some of the racist crap going on in the very beginning. It can happen in all sports.
0: Yeah, I agree. But my thing is, is that at least, I, I, I but I, I just like as though that the players from that standpoint should, like, at this day and age of where everything is, like, it almost seems as though the NFL is always late to certain things um, sometimes because they have, everything is just, like you said, it's the good old boys, but, There has to be a, it has to be something where it's going to get broken. Like something's going to have to change. I mean, the question is when that will happen, who knows, but at least have a conversation about it. At least start something, at least put out there like, Hey, look, you know, as an, you know, as an NFL player, I feel as though that, you know, there should be more diversity. Somebody should start something. And it seems though that I haven't heard anything where there was not even a, a, a spark or something. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm coming from. I think as though that, I mean, like I said, this whole thing with the Washington, I'm not gonna even say risk. The whole thing with Washington now is just basically just, it had to be done because it wasn't for the right reason. It wasn't for the right reason at all. And it's unfortunate and it's a shame, but this is where, this is the time that we're living in. And the opportunity is there for people to at least start
2: something. I agree we're happy well, we're, well i guess you'd be happy for that <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i mean
0: yeah yeah <laughs> all right um but let's all right so let's shift away from washington because it, we can't give them too much credit uh, for doing something that they were supposed to have done so let's move on from that um talk a little bit about the nba um right now majority of the team, all the teams is down there with you know in the quote unquote bubble. Um you heard about the complaints with the NFL, I mean NBA players, people were talking about their foods and stuff like that, their rooms and there's a lot of things that's going on when you're confined to a bubble. I mean, I heard reports about there's an actual hotline where people can call in and Dimwitty. Comp- uh, co- <laughs> <laughs> <Get> <it.
1: laughs> Sorry.
0: No, it's all good. It's all good. (laughs) No, but there is actual hotline that um, people can call um, to complain about any complaints about or see something going on that it shouldn't be um, that's confined into the bubble. So there's calls of people working out um, loud in their rooms. Jimmy Butler. Um, There's complaints about um, people stepping out of the bubble and then coming back in, sneaking Uh out, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> to be honest, let me get your thoughts on this whole hotline thing. Um, I, I understand the reasoning behind the hotline, so I'm not going, to, but I'm not going to, um, say my opinions just quite yet, but let me get your thoughts on and take on
2: that. Man. If, <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, it's, it's, oof. This is going to be interesting. I mean, it's. I mean, the bubble sounded pretty good and practical at the time, um, but once you started talking about it, and even Stephen A. Smith made a hell of a good point about a week or two ago. He was talking about the bubble before the plays even got down. To. He was like, you know, how he framed it was that, you know, how you expect players to, you know, conduct themselves properly and stay within the bubble within 30 days and not have any type of interaction with anybody else, be it wives or girlfriends, nothing like that. How are you going to keep them staying in the bubble? And he was trying to say that you're going to get people that's going to be stepping out of, out of bounds and doing other stuff, you know, just to try to, you know, stay sane. I, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Game's not even started yet. And I mean, I'm still waiting to hear about somebody having somebody um some some of the Florida old oh, roll through it up in there. <laughs> Not from Miami because Miami's too hot right now. But <laughs> it's oh, uh,
1: Florida's hot. If you're in know Orlando, I don't care. Florida is hot. You know, well, I, applaud, I applaud all those players that go down there and do what they do, but. I mean, you got to be real foolish about those two players that actually walked out saying they didn't know they could
0: leave to get food.
2: Come on, man. That, the- was in the, that was in the big pamphlet that they sent all you fools that none of you guys ever read. Which explicitly said, once you're in the bubble, you can't leave the bubble. If you want to order some food, there are four or five preferred places, which I'm surprised is five, I thought would be more, but four or five places prefer where you can order food at if you don't like the accommodations there, which they will drive up Drop off the food to you, and then you come pick it up within the bubble. That don't mean going outside the bubble. Mm-hmm. Skills. Just skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, it's gonna be. They even get to. They even get to an official game yet, and these and these jokers is acting up. And we didn't even talk about, you know, the people test the positive. Russell Westbrook, Harrison Barnes. I mean. You didn't even get to that aspect yet. Cats has been there for about a week and they and they bugging and they bugging the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And that and then once you get 30 days when cats are looking gonna be looking for some trim, then what?
1: <laughs> they to start looking at the hotel maids.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be go. a couple of hotel. <laughs> some workers are gonna be getting twisted out. <laughs>
1: well, they ain't going nowhere. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> but I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't terribly draw snitching anybody like that. That's just ridiculous. Uh,
0: I, I th- Unless the like,
2: practice I, I, about stepping out the bubble was that bad, then yeah, putting anybody's life in harm, But yeah, they call for some petty stuff.
0: No, nah, but that's what, and that's why I said it because Stephen A made a great point though when in reference to the to um the hotline. He was like, "Yo," because you would think that. Any other time, you know, and he referenced it as being snitching, but he was saying that, but you're in this particular moment, yes, I'm going to snitch because the simple fact is that, you know, you're risking everybody's life. You're risking this NBA season because you may get tested for positive. I mean, you may get tested positive for the the COVID-19 and then you risk all the other teams, your your teammates as well, which means the team can get affected, which means the team can affect, other, you know, I, at first I was like, eh, but now when I think about it, like you're going down there, it's you, supposed to be serious and you got to treat this as though that, you know, it almost seems as though it's, players are just like, ah, eh, it is what it is at this stage. You, you, and some players are taking it serious. And I think that there's going to be a clash there where between the players that are taking it serious and the players that, you know, are getting caught doing things that they're not supposed to do. And I think that that's going to be – the whole thing with this bubble for a certain amount of t- – it's going to affect – mentally, they got to be prepared because if they can't handle this mentally, it's going to collapse quick. The NBA, And I'm talking about the NBA-wise.
2: You look at I think collectively the collective age group of the body of NBA players down there are between 20 and 26, and you know we were between 20 and 26, we were still acting a darn fool, and these are people that have been accustomed to having a lot of wealth, have been able to do. And go wherever they darn well please up until the last couple of months. And even still in your homes and condos and apartments, you still can do whatever you want. Now you're gonna put them in a bubble and restrict them. Right. A bunch of a bunch of adolescent you um, kids out there that are gonna sit there. This is this is not vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a, not a real vacation, it's just like going to freaking upward bound. Uh. That's exactly what it would feel like. It would be like we're at Upward bound and we couldn't leave Douglas campus for the entire summer. You basically had to sit there and stay on Douglas campus, and you couldn't step foot off of Douglas campus.
0: But we still acted a fool because we still was trying to do things that we know we shouldn't have been doing, to begin with.
2: Like, that's they're they going to be doing the same <laughs> <brother>? <laughs> yeah,
0: still didn't leave Douglas campus, though. Uh, huh? No, so but we couldn't leave Douglas campus. <laughs> no, but hold up. We're going to reference this, okay? Let's be honest here. When, I mean, there was rules in place that Upper Brown had that we still was trying to 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 to, to dance around, like going to the girls' <laughs> um, spot when we know staying um, doing things during study hours that we know we when were supposed to be studying. There's some things that we was doing. Quarantining
2: yourself and sneaking over to the girls' portion. Exactly.
0: uh, Exactly. So it's not like you know. (laughs) Flashbacks. Um. But the point is is that (laughs) the the point (laughs) the point is that is that I get you right with this age bracket. There, they're going to try and do some things that they you know they know that they shouldn't be doing, and then when they get caught, it's not. I mean. Like, come on, like going out, sneaking out to, you know, stepping out of the bubble just to get food. Come on. Like there's things that they, like you said, there's rules there for a reason that they have to follow. And the, the mentality got to be there because otherwise somebody's going to slip up and then it's going to be, it's going to cause a big chain reaction where this bubble didn't work out. And then it's—I it's, mean, something is small, they may think of it as being that small, but it is, the consequences is so big. The risk is so big.
2: My question is did that the um, that TBT basketball tournament wrapped up. I think it was yesterday. Yep. Crowned champion. Yep. They were able to do all the games mm-hmm. with no incidences, no positive testing. My, I have to. I want to know, and I may have to look back about how did they, were they able to pull that off with no issues and no incidences that we are aware of? And were yeah. they all sequestered and bubbled, or or what?
1: They they had a bubble, but they also they had teams that were initially slated to be in, in the game uh, in the tournament. West Virginia just happened to be one of the teams. They called yeah. themselves West of Virginia, mm-hmm. so they ended up uh, testing positive for like three or four players before the tournament started and they kicked the whole team out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and brought in another team yep. that didn't have anybody test positive and they did that for like two other teams as well. So that's how they managed to keep stuff isolated. They didn't say, okay, because you have one or two players that got it, sit them to the side and keep going. They're like, nah, if your team got it, you out.
0: Yeah, not only that, they got it, they played it in Ohio. Like, All jokes aside, like, it's, I mean, they kept it where it's isolated from everybody. Like, it was in a place where it wasn't, all you had was a few, like, media people, but in the teams, that was it. Like... Mm -hmm. You, <laughs> like, yeah, it was like some. It could be somewhere in the mountains in Ohio, but it was isolated. It was completely isolated. Mm-hmm. NBA is doing it completely opposite, where you going down to a state where you know good and well, it's, it, the cases are blowing up, and the fact is, you got it at Orlando. In I mean, in Orlando in the Disney um, location where Disney just opened back up. There's the bubble is so cracked there, it's not as contained as it would be when you would be in Ohio. So, and they're so, you know, they're worried about so many things. The TBT, they did what they needed to do, hammered it out, did the games. They ain't wait for a month or anything to get stuff going. They got it going as quickly as possible, did their tournament, and then now they're gone. They're done. They did everything that they needed to do with the quickness 10 and days, 10 days tops. Yeah. They had it like 10 days tops. We pushing it hard through. That's it.
2: And granted, I mean, and this gives them a, a little bit of, of, of lead away. Cause at the time when they agreed upon Florida and the resort, it wasn't the epicenter hotspot that it was True. right now. I mean, True. they did all this stuff last month. So in theory, True. if they were, if they could have been like, we're going to pick a location, and as soon as he picked that location, they should have, you know what it was? It was too much waffling back and forth about those last couple of teams that were crying about not getting in. If they would have been like, and Adam Silver should have been like, if you pick a location and it's going to be Orlando and it's not hot right now, when you pick this location, your team's got to be down there within a week to two weeks. And, and if you can't figure out how to get down in a week or two weeks, then you can't come. When you get down there then we run it. And then if they would have tried to do that and ran it when they picked it at the time when the cases were low, maybe things would have been a little bit better. And then it could have been like TBT because the situation wasn't at is right now. Over the last two weeks, it blew up and the NBA spent a month trying to get everything, um, trying to get everything going. And now it's like they're at a point where they're getting ready to start They've really got nowhere else to go. They just can't pivot and and pull up stakes and take the whole show and go someplace else. They basically got to just run it, hold their noses. Like I use that analogy where <laughs> you at the club drinking, you see the girl on the on the dance floor, take her home, start sobering up, and you're like, oof, <laughs> can't you can't you can't stop now. You gotta <laughs> turn off the lights and just you know get it over with.
1: Right. Right, and, you know, I I applaud the TBT for going out there and doing what they did. Um, I understand that uh, hard for the NBA to sit there and do that because these are grown men, million-dollar contracts with those jokers, but...
2: CBA had to get involved, Players Association had to get involved. There was too many moving parts. I agree. But um,
1: sometimes you got to, for the greater good of the cause, sometimes you got to be, a, you got to do some drastic measures. Personally, you know, it's the summertime. They could have held the, the damn NBA season in two bubbles in Maine or something where the cases are really low. Yeah, there were, you know, there would have been nothing to do. But that would have made the players really focus on the, the whole point of where they're, the whole point of what they're trying to, to achieve is the winning championship. So you learn to focus. And those distractions will come and be there long after the season is over. They should have just been able to suck it up and stop putting the players and their feelings into consideration. You know, sometimes you just gotta be tough and say, you know what? Screw this. We're doing this joint in Vermont where we know there's like less than 2,000 cases. Everybody be safe and you can run this tournament and be done with <laughs> And then if you guys want to go and be reckless wherever the hell y'all at after the season it's over, so be it. <laughs> but, you know, unfortunately, the, the league doesn't have balls, I should say, to, to – to enforce something like that, because they they, they fear the, uh, the the NBA uh, Players Union and what they feel as though they'll sit there and react and counter to say, they this is what they won't do. If they don't want to do it, then fine, you won't get
2: paid. And maybe <laughs> that's what Adam Silver needs to do, a, a, a David Stern motion and come down there and be like, stop fucking around. Either you get your head in the game and you sit in this bubble and play or I'ma shut the whole thing down and ain't nobody getting paid. But and if you want to go and if you want to go to the negotiation, start design a contract, guess what? You, we can do that, but guess we're gonna ask for we're gonna ask for a salary cap.
0: No, but no, isn't Adam Silver already down there though.
2: Uh, I thought he I was already I thought he was already down there. He might be down there. I'm not sure. Hmm. But that's what he could he he could do. You know, you might have to strong arm, the you know, the teams to strong arm the players and say, either you act right and stay in this bubble that we got for you guys or the whole thing is off and ain't nobody getting paid and we're going to go into contract negotiations.
0: Yeah, it seems as though Adam Silver is just right now just playing, catering towards the players a lot more. Um, when And I don't think he's at that point where he's – I I would I would I would, I would be interested to see if he would actually do something like that because that will now let the players know that hey this is serious. But I'm curious to see if he'll actually do something like that. But we'll see. I don't I, think he I, would. Yeah, I, I I don't either, but it I, I you you never know. You never know. Especially with something like this, as serious as this. Like I'm pretty sure they're complaints about stuff that's going on where you should know for a fact that the hotline is letting you know of all the things that are going on. Now, if it's like just one-offs, then he probably won't consider it. But if it's an ongoing issue where you see nothing but complaints about people not taking it seriously, somebody should say something. And Adam Silver should be that person that says something.
2: Maybe they need to bump up the startup time about another week or two and start getting this joint on the road and get it over with really quick because they ain't supposed to start until the end of the month. And right now, who knows what's going to look like come the end of the month.
0: To be honest, the question I have is why even bring them – I mean, I guess I get it for the training purposes, stuff like that. But let's be honest. Like, do you really need this whole amount of training just to get started on a shortened NBA season? I guess they just
1: need their legs or their own butt. I mean, for those who got the money or your NBA player completely, you know, you could talk to your local high school or something. The schools are shut down if you needed somewhere to practice. Even those that are nine, ten, eleven, twelve on the bench that are making a hundred grand a year could have found a way to sit there and practice on the high school uh the high school court to keep their legs fresh.
2: And that's provided those schools would even allow cause a lot of schools around the country, depending on where you were would let people even on the football field, let alone in the school and the court.
0: But my question is, why even do that? Why not just stay in your practice facility until it's a good enough time to go down there? You you get my point? Like they could have easily resumed practicing at their practice facilities. And then when it was all said and done to get them ready to go, give them a week to go get down there to Orlando And then, you know, test, you know, run the test, whatever the case may be, um, and then take it from there. Like, why practice down there knowing that you're going to keep them in a bubble for a certain amount of time? Like, and that's what I was saying with the um, TBT because it only took them a week to get their stuff prepared, to get them to where they need to be to start playing that tournament. Soon as that happened, everything just started flowing quick. Games started being televised and everything. Why do we have to delay the going, the practicing to go down to a, for, in a week? I mean, if, to go down for 30 days in the NBA in Orlando when they couldn't easily resume practicing at their practice facility then flew down to Orlando. It, it just didn't make sense because now you got them already going out their mind not even before the games even started, not even before the week before the game started. They're already doing things that they're not supposed to be doing.
2: Yeah, and I think it's all a collective lapse in judgment that I think that people assumed or was under the impression that by the time you got to the summer, or at least around now, the situation would be a little bit more contained where you could have done things. I mean, let's think about it now. They said that we're going to start this in the end of July. You guys stay there and price such facilities until a week before you come down. When you come down, you get a week and then you run it. Mm-hmm the Clippers and the Lakers would be screwed right now because the governor of California shut down everything. Yep. So it was, it's like a damned if you're doing a damned if you don't, but I think they should have tried to get this show started a lot sooner and just said, screw the last couple of teams trying to fight in. Just run the playoffs with the top, you know, the top eight from each division. Like you said, uh, uh, Alfred, you could have did this sooner. And ran it and went, and at least you would have been in the middle of it by now. I mean, if the T, if the TBT can do it, the, the NBA can.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I was. Just, it just seems as though that it's just the lame, the inevitable at this point. So, but you know, yeah. we shall see.
2: Yeah, the cases rising in Florida just make this a bad situation <coughs> very worse
0: yeah without question
2: I agree
0: without question, and that's why that, like to be honest, if anything, that would be the opportunity for them to push at this stage, but they already said what i mean they already set everything the schedules the timing, the TV schedules in motion, so with all that being planned on the back end, they had to do something, so I mean it is what it is at this stage and i I guess I agree with you from that standpoint. I guess having them in the bubble is the only way it's guaranteed that they will be able to practice with no issues or no quorums or anything like that, unless Florida comes out and say, we're shutting down everything again, which is highly doubtful. Um, no, not now. You got too much stuff going on yeah. down there now. To, to yeah, soccer's going
1: on, NBA.
0: Got baseball. Um, yep. Yeah, it's, it's – yeah. I,
2: I, Ooh, I, baseball very interesting angels dodge we we get the baseball but I wonder how that's gonna how that's gonna work when baseball starts up and they're starting up what next week
0: yeah, two, yeah. Weeks. two weeks yeah two weeks
2: okay two weeks
1: and pretty much they're not going to their typical spring training you know because typically they'll either be in Florida or Arizona and the shit is just crazy around in both of those states. So they are participating. they're doing their practicing in their own home stadiums and they will travel to their uh, destinations. But the cool thing about MLB, you know, saying they, they all have their own team jets. <laughs> so they know the plane that they're going to be flying on. So they don't have to worry about commercial flights. Hmm. You know, they, they also don't have to worry about um, even if the team, you know, even if it's close, let's say the Yankees play the Phillies. They have, they have their team bus, so they don't have to worry about any charter buses. So they know how to keep their stuff clean and sanitized and do what they need to do to ensure that their players stay safe. Now, when they're on the road, you know, <laughs> Managers can only sit there and watch them, but so much for so long. The bigger question is how will they, can, you know, how will they contain them, or do they act like adults and sit there and ensure that they have a prize that they're that they're focusing on, and hopefully they'll stay quiet in their respective hotel rooms and not get themselves in, in into any sort of trouble. While they're out at their destinations playing games, mm. that's that's the scenario, you know. So, but I'm looking forward to some baseball. I I can say this: the 2020 will be the year when I sit there and watch nine innings. And It's not a playoff game,
0: <laughs> and it's not uh, it's not Japanese baseball, and definitely not Japanese baseball. <laughs>
1: even if it is American commentators, it's, it just still looks different. <laughs> <laughs> the are a little too, uh, a little too much for me. <laughs>
0: it's nothing wrong with those backflips. flips. None of, right. Nothing wrong with those backflips. flips. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, but before we go on um, there, we do have to talk a little bit about college football as well. Um, i from last week, um, the Pac-12 decided to go um, to a conference-only model for the fall sports, um, following the, the the lead of the Big Ten as well. So, let me get your thoughts on that because um, I, at first, I never thought that it was gonna. I, I didn't ever. I didn't even think. I thought it was gonna be either a football season or not a football season uh, for college football. Uh, college football, but. I never even thought about making it only a conference-only model. Um, Let me get your thoughts on that. Do you think it's a good idea? And do you think that other um, conferences is going to follow suit? Because let's be honest, the um, Ivory League decided to cancel their whole fall sports. Um, Their whole fall sports, program, I believe, all of their fall sports. So football, basketball, and everything included. So let me... With the Pac-12 deciding to go conference only following the Big Ten, do you think that other conferences is going to follow suit with just doing the conference only um, games? And how would that affect the NCAA going forward as far as the college playoffs and the championship games and stuff like that, or even the rankings for for that matter?
1: I'm telling you right now, the Big 12 ain't following that. Because... Unlike the SEC, unlike the ACC, unlike the, the Big Ten, the Big 12 and the Pac-12, the Big Ten only – I'm sorry, the, uh, the Big 12 only has 10 teams in their league. So that means they'll only play nine games in a season. All right. So all those other conferences have at least 12 to 14 teams in their league. If they so choose, they can wipe out those non conference games, but then they can conference, you know, they can schedule three additional games to play a conference where they can still play a twelve game season. You know, where the Big Twelve cannot. So I don't see that being something where the Big Twelve is gonna sit there like, nah, they're not trying to forfeit no games.
0: Um Well indeed, let me let me ask you this. I mean if you think – so you're saying that the Big 12 is not going to do it because they don't – they only have nine conference games?
1: There's, there's ten teams in the league, which means each team can play, all you know, nine other games, uh-huh. not including themselves in the, in the conference.
0: But wouldn't they – I mean, just couldn't they just play another the same – maybe one or two teams like twice or, or three times? To, to equal then, that twelve game, to, to, to equal that twelve games,
1: because but then that would knock out the legitimacy of the uh, the Big Twelve championship. You know, so it, it'll never happen. <laughs> now, case in point, West Virginia was supposed to play Florida State in one of the Chick Fil A kickoff games mm-hmm. in August. There are three Chick Fil A kickoff games going on. I know Virginia was playing somebody and there's another another game with two other teams. I read today that the Chick the Chick-fil-A committee is possibly trying to make it so that instead of West Virginia playing Florida State, they wanted to, you know, they wanted to make it so that West Virginia plays Virginia because the ACC and the ACC is talking about the possibility of not playing any non-conference games. Georgia and Georgia Tech don't want to to lose that that state rivalry game between Georgia and Georgia Tech because they're ACC SEC. So now they're trying to now they're trying to maneuver some shit so that. Rivalry games will still get played at the end of the season. The Big 12 can sit there and still get some out-of-conference games. Trust me, these conferences are talking to smack. (laughs) But the powers that be are sitting there trying to get real creative so that games will get played so that teams don't sit there and travel very far to play games. So they're saying what they're saying now out of fear, and I get that because player safety is key.
0: But if they can see is it, it really? They, is it really? I mean, yeah. Well,
1: theoretically speaking, yes.
2: <laughs> if we're talking theoretically, yes.
1: But if we're talking about the almighty dollar, hell to <laughs> the <not. laughs>
2: And that's what it all comes down to. And ACE has been very vocal about this. And, and, you know, yes, there's a lot of merit to it. There's too much money involved in college sports to... To not to cancel the whole season. I mean, the interconference play is a practical, logical. What's um, what I'm looking for? Alternative to some of the conferences that are able to do that. In my opinion, I think I should like it because then these conference don't get to play these cupcake teams and pad their schedules, mm-hmm. now you got you, you to gotta play everybody in your conference and a lot of those conference teams, you don't always play and your record won't be padded. But like Adrian pointed out, the Big 12 is going to have a big problem with that because they don't have that as many teams as some of the other conferences have. I mean, we're going to see what the S- SEC and the ACC is going to do um, within a week or two. My guess is they're probably going to follow the same suit as the Pac-12 and Big Ten, as saying they want to play in- interconference games. They're not going to cancel games, they're or they're not going to cancel the season, but they're going to, like you said, Ace, think of creative ways to do it. And those conferences can get away with that for a season. I mean, if you if you if they're crying about losing their um rivalry games, you can bypass it for one year, it's not gonna fucking kill you. Um if you want to get the whole season going to play, then I think those then they'll make a way of appeasing people on the back end. But we'll see how it goes. I mean it's it, the season goes as the cases goes. And if cases on certain campuses get really, really, really bad those schools and those teams will probably not play. Not to say the whole conference ain't gonna play. It just might be schools here and there. But they're yeah. gonna run it as long as they as long as they can do it.
1: But it's bigger than that because now you're looking at the you know the, uh, the group of five schools who are the ones that are really losing out on this whole deal because it's those games that those conferences are canceling that the schools are sitting there paying them anywhere from seven hundred and fifty thousand. So a million dollars to come here and get their ass kicked. But those schools rely on that money to help with their athletic departments, you know, to help sustain their athletic departments. So you have to sit there and think that the conference itself is saying, now we're gonna sit there and not have non-conference games, but who's to stop the school within the conference are saying screw the damn conference, I'm going to play this game anyway, because it ain't that bad in my area where the kids can play.
2: And that's where it comes to the different um, commissioners of the, of the Pac-10 commissioner, the Pac-12, the Big Ten. They come out and say, all you playing is conference games. That's it. Either you play conference games or you don't play. They can come out easy and say that. There is no direction from the NCAA. NCAA is basically not saying anything so conferences are going to do whatever they want. <laughs> they're going to do they're going to do them and they're going to do whatever they can do to get a football season going and hopefully concluded. So it's going to be the wild, wild west. Everybody's going to be doing their own thing. You're going to have some conferences going to be playing amongst themselves. You're going to have the Pac-12 probably going to still try to do interconference games. You're going to have some teams that are going to get left off the cold. Hell, if Stanford can cut 12 programs out of 36, if some school's going to lose some money and ain't paying why? them, what the hell? They don't care. Why?
1: What's, what's, what's You brought that up. Let's handle <laughs> it. Those 12 sports that they cut, can you tell me 10 other schools that sit there and play those damn sports?
2: <laughs> but why did they cut those 12 sports?
1: Because they were non-revenue sports. That they those are easy sports that they can cut to save money.
2: Thank you. If they're saving money by cutting those sports, if they're not going to want to pay those other schools, they're saving money by not paying those non-conference schools to play. If I'm going to sit there and save money by cutting twelve programs, then why I'm going to sit there and turn around and give that money I'm saving to that other school if the whole you know conference itself is playing interconference games? If I ain't got to give them money, then I'm going to give them now contractually obligated they might have to pony up. But if a school like Stanford don't got to give a non-conference team that money and they're saving money, and trust me, a lot of these universities are saving money. If I ain't got to give you my money, and I will not I won't. Those schools the hell with it. But but come on.
1: Stanford is not like a Rutgers or not like a West Virginia or or a North Carolina Central where it might be $25,000 a year to go to WVU, 28 to go to Rutgers, and 22 to go to North Carolina Central. It's damn near like 60 or 70 a year to go to Stanford. And trust me, it don't cost that much to go, you know, you're paying for a name. It don't cost that much for the room and board and, 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 and <laughs> classes. So trust me, some of that damn tuition money was supplementing some of those damn sports.
2: But the, the it, problem- they're
1: not cutting the cost of school.
2: But if I don't got to pay a non-conference school the money, because if the Pac-12 or the Big Ten is saying all you guys got to do is play in a conference, if, that's, if they can, then why would you want to sit there and pay, let's, for instance, a UMass to come to your school or go there and get your ass whipped if I can save my money and keep it in-house?
0: And, or divert it someplace else. And to be honest, with the way that college football is shaping up, Stanford is doing that to, to divert that, those funds towards the football program, where, like you said, Ace, they get their bread and butter from. Um, it's from the athletic side, their, their football and their basketball. So there's gonna be more universities that's gonna look at that and say, if we're losing money from the football side of things, we're losing money from basketball, I would rather take money from whatever it is these other sports are and divert that there to balance it out. And there's going to be universities that's going to do that. A lot more universities are going to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if you start hearing more universities saying we're going to cut polo, volleyball, you know, just to keep the the revenue afloat with the football. Like, you wouldn't be surprised if Alabama says, you know what, we're cutting all these – other sports because we got to divert that money towards the football program which is our bread and butter
2: and and not even so football program i'm thinking they're just trying to do that you know for the oh. college as a whole because you yeah. have reduced student students on campus which means True. no room and board no food programs a lot of schools are going to be sitting there doing doing them and any way they can save a dollar then they're going to try to do that. Now, like I said, everyone's going to be doing whatever they're doing. So you're going to have some schools that are still going to do it, but there are going to be a handful of schools that are going to say, if I can save a million dollars by not having to play it in the conference game because the overall league that I'm in is saying, you got to play in the conference games, they're going to do that and save that million dollars if they don't have to give them the money. Really, schools need the, the
0: schools need their money too.
2: <laughs> they
0: trying to save up as much as they can. <laughs> and I want to
2: see. A, and it's a, this is going to be a very interesting football season. I think it's going to be a rocky football season. I'm not even honestly. We know you know what you're saying is all about money. I'm not confident how it's going to look by the end of the current the football um, the end of the college football season. If it's going to be football totally played everywhere that they can. not even confident of bowl games, they might even start cutting out bowl games in the BC's championship games, if things or shit is really hot come October and November, everything might get shut down.
0: But then, and, and to be honest, I, I could see that happening because how are you gonna d- the divulge the between the right teams to make it to which bowl games? Like, if everybody's going on a modified schedule, how are you gonna determine who's supposed to be into what? Like, there's gonna be complaints no matter what about this season. No, some way down the road, whether it's about the championship, whether it's about the bowl games, whether it's about the wins and losses, who they play. There's going to be some type of, I mean, it's going to be some, there's going to be some complaints about a lot of things when it comes to college football. But what, I
2: mean, what can they do at this point is the question. They're going, they're going to run it. College football as is, is going to go, and I agree with Ace. Yeah, they're going to do it.
0: They're going to do their thing. Uh, there's just going to be complaints along the way. Yeah. It's, it's nothing you can do at this point. It's a mess. Bottom <laughs> <laughs> line, it's a mess all around. <laughs> Actually, that should be the title of the show. Um, All right, so <laughs> it's a mess all around, yo, but it is. It is. It is. Um, But we could talk more about what's going on. I know that the hour is far spent. So I like to thank everybody for checking. Let let let's let them know where they can reach you at.
2: I uh, you can find me in Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram at J E Ralston number seven.
0: I guess Ace doesn't want to let them know where they can find him at, so...
1: Um, you can find me on Twitter.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to say Richmond, uh... Richmond Ave. Ah! Ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> knock, knock, knocking on the door. Uh, Cat Daddy 1963 that's catdaddy 1963. One
0: and in the spirit of upper brown, you can find me on the Livingston campus, the old Livingston campus. Hmm... But you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. You can also catch Guys Talking Sports. Um, You can catch it on YouTube. You can catch it, which is, we're on live now. Uh, so i'd like to thank all the subscribers out there you can also catch us on twitter and on instagram as well make sure you subscribe and make sure you check us out on the podcast as well any podcast that you have we're there just search just search guys talking sports again that's guys talking sports i'd like to thank everybody for checking us out appreciate all the love and support um make sure you guys stay safe out there um remember you know keep wearing your mask keep staying safe keep the social distancing going um and please, by all accounts, if you can, just make sure you stay safe out there. Um, this world is, you know, this pandemic is not going anywhere anytime soon. So y'all have to remember that and just continue to wear your mask. God bless. Have a good one. Take care. And we'll catch you on the next one.
1: Deuces.